Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing to Traveling Inside Out on any podcast platform you feel like. And if you could rate it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Thank you. I made it to Ecuador. Yay! (laughs) So yes, as I'm recording this, I'm actually sat in... The Airbnb that we booked for uh, several weeks, somewhere on the coast in um, Ecuador. But before getting to Ecuador, let me tell you about my trip to Ecuador. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, the previous episode, I have uh, told you more about my trip from Iceland to Amsterdam because that was my layover. And now I can tell you about the next flight, which was from Amsterdam, direct flight to Quito, which is the capital of Ecuador. Uh, I've already uh, talked last time about sleeping in Amsterdam. Because of the prices and so on, I had to sleep two nights in Amsterdam. I decided actually to sleep somewhere close um, close to the airport. So I wasn't per se in Amsterdam. I was in, I think, Amstel or something like that. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's a it's a hotel like forty minutes from uh, the airport with two buses. So of course I had to go back the same way. Early in the morning I went. Uh, I woke up. I had everything ready. I went out. And I waited for the bus. The bus came exactly on the time. And then once again, I explained to the bus driver that I need to take another bus after this. So I paid again 6.5 euros for... uh, It's basically a ticket that you can use 90 minutes for any public transportation. Um, And then when I arrived to the main bus station where I'm supposed to change for the bus that goes to the airport... Uh, the bus was actually in the station, so I only had to basically cross the street and go to that bus. So that was really easy and amazing. Okay, I got to the airport. And I had to, like I've already uh, checked in online, but I had to leave my luggage behind. And there was no actual desk that I had to go through. Uh, because apparently, and I don't know if this is a coronavirus improval or it's just how that airport functions but I felt like I'm in uh, the year 2100 or something because um, they had a person that would check your um, it would check your passport and then your boarding pass and then you would go to a sort of a capsule and that capsule uh, that capsule is scanning your boarding pass and then you select how many luggages and you double check basically the information from your plane. And then you put your luggage in that freaking capsule and then you press OK. No, and then it's print. Ah, yeah, you put it in the capsule. They are waiting to see how, how heavy your luggage is. And then you get the OK. And then it's printing the, um, those like boarding for the luggage thing. I don't remember how it's called. The tag, the luggage tag. Um, you have to put it by yourself on your luggage and then you press a button that it's okay and then off it goes somewhere, I don't know where. (laughs) 
And of course that uh, me as a smart traveler that I am, I did not know how to put a freaking tag on my luggage. So someone still needed to come and uh, help me with that. Because I put it and they were like, no, 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 it's not, it's not uh, properly done. And I'm like, who? Thank you. Uh, because I like, can you imagine like my luggage with no tag on it? Mm, that would not be fun. So um, I said bye-bye basically to my luggage. Then I went to the security check. And for the first time ever, and again, I don't know if this is the airport or if this is a coronavirus situation. For the first time ever, I was asked not to take anything out of my luggage. I was like, I already had the shoes in my hand. Like I was like getting ready and she's like, no, you need to put your shoes back in, back on. You don't need to take anything out of your luggage. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I don't have to, what? Are you even checking for whatever the fuck all the other airports are checking? Like what's happening right now? And so we move forward. It was really weird. We were told to uh, keep the distance. So the social distancing was happening. As you go through, you know how in the airport they have those lines that they go back and forth, back and forth. They had uh, like plexiglass between those lines. So basically you would not, like if somebody would cough on the other line, it wouldn't cough on your face. And uh, we were said like, Everywhere in the, in the airport where you're supposed to stay in a line, there are um, very well, nicely done uh, stickers on the floor where you can, you have to wait in that place because you need to keep the social distancing. So we had that in mind the whole time. Then, uh, so basically I passed with the security, nothing complicated. And then, and then I wanted to eat something because I was like, it's going to be a long flight and I didn't manage to buy anything last time because uh, like I wanted to buy something in the supermarket in, a, uh, in the place where I was staying, but they rejected both of my cards and I didn't have any cash. So yeah, basically I had to buy something in the airport. Of course it was overpriced. Of course it cost like $10 or 10 euros, sorry. And that annoyed the fuck out of me, but I was like, okay, I still need to eat. Uh, then I went to find my gate. My gate was uh, very close to where I was as well. And uh, finally I found my, my way to stay. I was just... I didn't... For the first time ever, I wasn't so focused on watching movies or watching something. I didn't even have my headphones on. Uh, I was just... Um, yeah, like looking around and so on. I had a bit of time to spare. And it was so interesting because I've seen some Chinese, I'm pretty sure they were Chinese. Um, and it was interesting to see that uh, there were like some Chinese groups that they were all wearing like the white um, kind of onesie thing that usually, yeah, you would, you would have that. I mean, I guess it's a pandemic, right? But it was interesting to see because... I know that in general they are using masks more often than we, at least in Europe or North America, do. And it was interesting to see that now that everybody's kind of wearing a mask, not everyone, everyone, but like the majority of the people were wearing a mask, um, they went a step forward and they, they were wearing those white overalls. 
uh, which I guess they know better than anyone else. Uh, finally, the, uh, it was time to board. I'd never like to go in the, uh, in the beginning. I always like to wait a little bit. So I waited and finally I went on. Uh, I thought that I'm going to be asked for some documents to show. Nobody cared about my documents. I mean, uh, other than my passport. That's what I meant. Other than my passport, I thought that they're going to care about something. No, they didn't. Uh, some people were not caring about the social distancing. I was. Um, but it's to be expected. Not everybody's. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. We were going to get into the airport anyway. And then I was hoping that my my uh, seat that was really in the back, like really way in the back, that my seat will probably be um, not surrounded by other people I wanted to. And then when I get there, I saw a man sitting on my seat, like on my seat, because I, I specifically requested a seat by the window. And I was like very like, excuse me, what is happening here? So I look again at my at my ticket, I look again at the seat, I look again at the man, and I'm like, should I tell him? Should I just I was like, I'm I'm gonna tell him. So I'm telling him and I'm like, excuse me, do you is that actually your seat? And he's like, Yeah, I have and he said the letter, I don't remember, maybe it was a K, an H or whatever. And I'm like, Yes, but is it uh, 30 whatever was my seat? And he's like, yeah, 39. And he's like, no, I had 38. And I'm like saying, well, this is 39. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, is he mansplaining? Like I have the literally the number of the seat in front of me. Is he literally mansplaining right now? <laughs> How to read the seat? And I'm like, I look, at, I look at him. I look at the number and I'm like, yes, I'm pretty sure. And then he comes out and then he apologizes like three times. And I'm like, okay hello like hello and he was actually sitting in front of me uh, so luckily I didn't nobody was sitting by my side for so those three seats were all mine however I did have a person behind me and in front of me so it wasn't uh, like the other like the other flight um, as far as I've seen in the during the flight I think I was the only tourist because the majority of them seem that they are people who are living there living in Ecuador. Now, the most interesting thing was that this flight, I didn't understand exactly, but this flight seemed to be something like this. It was a flight that would have a stop in Quito, where I would go off, but would have a stop in Quito for one hour and a half, and they would then would move forward to go to Guayaquil, which is another city, the second largest city in Ecuador, in the southwest of the country. And then it would go back to Quito, as far as I understood, and then it would fly back to Amsterdam, or I don't know. It was very strange and weird, and since I was going off of the first thing, I didn't care that much. But I will tell you in a moment that more things happened. But now let's talk about the actual, so it was a long flight, it was like 12 hours, if I'm not mistaken. We were flying all over, like, you know, over... Um, I think we managed to get around the UK probably um, and then all the way over Atlantic Ocean to the Caribbean islands over and then finally I think over Colombia and finally we would get to Ecuador. It was a very long flight and I really really hope that I'm going to sleep because the time difference would really 
kind of uh, make me make it hard for me to fall asleep and so on so I was trying to sleep in the in, in the plane and for the first time ever I didn't manage to sleep I don't know why I've watched I think like four or five movies like two or three episodes of something also like three podcast episodes or four or something I've done a lot of coloring I look out the window a few times <laughs> so yeah it was just I ate I'm speaking about the food uh, we had one proper meal um, and uh, with a drink and I decided to drink some wine. I could have had another a second drink, but I didn't. Um, I saw that someone was talking with the stewardess and she was saying that you can go and take your... Because you are supposed to kind of social distance from, from the crew member as well, from the stewardess or steward, and like flight attendant. And... Um, there were some snacks and I think drinks that were kind of at your disposal um, somewhere in the back because I was very close to the back of the plane somewhere in the back and I did take some snacks from there they were I think they were saying that you can take like it's better for them you can take it by yourself because it's better because they are still trying to social distance from the people uh, everybody was supposed to wear a mask. There was just one guy that I saw that he wasn't wearing the mask over his nose. But other than that, I did see once uh, the flight attendant uh, mentioning to one guy that he needs to put his mask on. And that was okay. Of course, we wouldn't wear the masks when we were eating. And later on, we were giving a huge plastic bag with a lot of more snacks. Uh, and yeah, that was really delicious. I had my own snacks as well um and uh water and so on um and then finally after what it felt like one million hours <laughs> uh finally we landed and we were told a million times that the people who are going to guayaquil they still need to leave the plane and they still need to take all of their stuff because there are new guests coming and they still need to take everything because of coronavirus they need to clean the plane so, we go off the plane, we go immediately through a corridor, and then I do see the sign that it says, like, exit, but the sign was basically stopped with one of those, uh, like, string thingies attached to, to poles that they usually have in an airport. And I was like, oh, okay, so then I guess I'm not going here. And then they would divide the people between Guayaquil and Quito. So, as I was going to Quito... I was like, okay, so I'm not Guayaquil, I'm Quito. So I get to the part where people were kept together for Quito. I go there and then I realize that that's, that's actually just a place where you, like a waiting room. That's not a place for exit. And as I, as I want to sit down, I'm like, I was so confused. And then I hear another lady speaking in Spanish and said, but what if we want to exit? And they were like, oh, you want to exit? Oh, no. okay, wait, wait, wait a minute, a moment. So we were asked to sit down in a, in a place like that. And then somebody else came and they were like, okay, please come with me. So then we go. And there was nobody else, like nobody else, nothing. So then we finally go. And then there were a lot of offices like, open for checking the passport and all that it was just me and the other woman and then later there were a bit more people coming so now i don't know if it was because we had to uh 
it was a misunderstanding or I don't know where was the other people from from that plane because it was me and the other lady so I don't know if everybody got confused and they were waiting when they shouldn't have I really have no clue what happened and now the weirdest thing is this um, I did my research and I've also received a lot of emails from uh, the airline company KLM that in order for me to get to Ecuador, I need either to quarantine for uh, two weeks or I need to make sure that I have a negative test uh, result from a COVID PCR test, which I have done it um, in Iceland. It was a bit of a difficult way to do it, but I managed to do it with no problem. And so, of course, that I was very confused when... Um, in no I wasn't confused so in the airplane as well we were given two papers one paper that was asking details about your flight and so on and then the second paper in which you were basically uh, signing uh, information about where you're about to stay for the next two weeks in case that you're quarantining but I didn't understand that it was in case that you're quarantining it literally looked like it like if you like you're supposed to quarantine and I was like very confused and I was like okay but maybe that's just what's given and then you decide what you want to do and okay back to I was uh, in front of the person who was checking my passport the person asked me if it's my first time in Ecuador and I told him no the person also asked me if I'm from Romania and I tell him I'm from Romania but I live in Iceland and then it asked me how long I'm staying in Ecuador and I said a month and that was it they didn't check my temperature they didn't check like anything they didn't check my health like anything like zero they didn't check anything while and this is where it's getting interesting my partner he came from United States he did get to like everything he was everything checked on him so he got checked uh, the temperature. He he got checked with. He needed to pr to show the document that he had. Um, like he had, yeah. He needed to show everything. So I don't know why I wasn't. Uh, I really have no clue why I wasn't asked for any of the certifications that I had with me. But nonetheless, uh, there was no problem. Then I finally uh, got out of the airport and I knew that, like my accommodation was kind of close to the airport because my partner was arriving one day earlier and I decided to stay one day around kind of close to the airport so then I can come back to the airport, meet with him and then we will go to Quito and then we will start our trip together. Uh, so I knew that the place where I'm supposed to go is Tababella. I've done a little bit of research. I was, I, everybody was saying that um, that place, the bus stops in front of that place, so you, it's really easy to get to. I knew that I have to pay 50 cents to go to Tababella, which is like probably 15 minutes or something like that kind of a trip. And then I asked uh, a, a person before the bus arrived, I were asking me where I want to go, and I told them about Tababella. They were saying to me, okay, you can wait here for the bus. And then they were telling me, but you know, the bus is not actually stopping in the city. You know, maybe it's better to take the taxi. And I was like, no, the taxi costs $10. The bus costs 50 cents. I want to go with the 50 cents situation. Like, I want to go with the 50 cents. 
And um, I was telling him, like, no, thank you. I'm going to take the bus. And in the bus, um, I was helped with my luggage inside, no problem. While the bus started moving, I it hit me that I'm in Ecuador again in less than three years apart. And I like it hit me that I'm like insane and I'm in Ecuador and I'm wearing a mask and there's a pandemic and it's really hot and it's wow, it all hit me at once. I just started laughing. Um, which is funny if you think about it. <laughs> like I just started laughing. And so what um I managed to do was to uh, ask the person who was uh, charging us uh, to ask if he knows that location. He said that he doesn't know it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to wing it. And luckily, I was able to see on Google Maps where I was um, because I knew where, where my accommodation is. And when I saw that we passed, the first stop that they had, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off here. And the get off here was literally by a roundabout in the middle of a highway on a green area and that was the bus stop and I was with my luggages and I started laughing so bad I was like okay I need to go back from where the bus was coming but I'm I'm literally with the huge like two suitcases on the wheels and like I'm carrying them and yeah I I looked around and I knew that my my accommodation is on the other side and I saw a bridge and I was like okay so I'm in the middle I will still need to cross the street towards the bridge and then go all about the bridge and then come back down and then see about uh, my accommodation and one on the bridge I saw the name of my accommodation and then unfortunately I went around and I went basically somewhere in behind uh, the house were more in the valley and I was a bit more up and the, the the gate was closed and I was like f me like what am I gonna do now and then I saw a lady in the distance that she's showing me that I need to go a little bit more up from where I came and then there's a way to go around and I didn't I managed to do that but I was exhausted by the time that I get to the thing and then the lady is telling me did you came by the bridge and I was like yeah of course we were speaking in Spanish did you came by the bridge and she's like yeah oh you shouldn't have because we you have like we have an opening to the main street and I'm like god damn it I could have, like, it took me, I think, 10 more minutes just to go all around, cross the street, go all around the bridge, go back down and, like, do all that when I could have just crossed the street, still illegally, but, like, on the other side and I would have been in that place. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, I finally um, reached that place. It's, it's It looked more like a, like a bed and breakfast kind of a place and I was the only one staying there which is a little bit awkward the lady asked me if I want anything and I was like I just want water and I want to sleep and that's basically what I like I took a shower a cold shower because again the situations with the showers in in Ecuador is still a bit dodgy <laughs> if you ask me so I finally uh, went to sleep I think it was maybe 7 p.m and I woke up at 1 a.m and I was not able to sleep at all like I tried, I think I slept one hour in the afternoon before my partner came. He came really late at night, even though his plane arrived earlier. Um, but that's the story for for a next time episode. I will tell you more about my trip in Ecuador because I've been here already for a, almost a week. So I'm going to tell you more about 
how are Ecuadorians following, uh, following the rules, how are the COVID cases, if I see any differences in uh, the way that I'm living. And I can tell you, at least in some hotels, I was really disappointed, but it was the changes that I had to do because of coronavirus and so on. But more about that into a future episode. And also maybe I will manage to buy another microphone, microphone to have a better sound. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself.